Everybody has a body. Everybody experiences something, whether it's pain, injury, illness, or disease. Every experience can teach us something. I'm your host, Kristen Erickson. On this podcast, I interview guests about their health experiences and what they have learned. Hi, and welcome to our very first episode, and I'm interviewing a very special guest. Her name is Emily Deerduff, and we are recording live in Winchester, Virginia. This very first episode, we're going to be talking about her experience with Crohn's disease. I'm going to have Emily introduce herself to start. Hi, my name is Emily Deerduff. I am Kristen's older sister, actually, and I'm married to a wonderful husband and have four kids. My oldest daughter is 14. I have a 12-year-old daughter. 10-year-old son, an 8-year-old son. I homeschool, and I love to watercolor. Excellent. As she mentioned, we're your sisters, and so I've been a little bit on this journey with her Crohn's disease, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about how that progressed and how that has played out over the years. Just as a little bit of background, Crohn's is an autoimmune disease that affects the gut, and Emily will probably tell us more about it. And getting started, let me just ask you, what has been your journey with Crohn's disease? Okay, my journey. Once upon a time, there was a little girl, and it was me. <laughs> uh, so I was first, I guess I wasn't diagnosed, but I first had symptoms and trouble with my Crohn's when I was 13, back in 1991. And they didn't know what was wrong, but they thought I was stressed from something, and that ulcers were happening from that. I feel like I was getting stressed from them asking me what I was stressed about. But I had cankers just coating my li- my whole mouth, and I couldn't keep anything down. I kept throwing up. I had diarrhea, and I just lost so much weight. And I remember them telling me that if I couldn't keep the weight on, that they would put me into the hospital, put me in the hospital. So I just couldn't, and I lost so much weight. I think I got down to like 60 pounds, and they admitted me to the hospital the day after Thanksgiving. And I didn't even get to eat anything on that Thanksgiving dinner because, like I said, I was Mm. just throwing everything up that I was eating. So they put me into the hospital and I was in there from the day after Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve day. And they didn't know what was going on. They put in a central line and I was getting TPN and lipids from that. And I honestly was healed. Maybe for our listeners, you Um, can explain what are TPN and lipids. Well, maybe the nurse could do that. <laughs> I think it's basically like liquid well, nutrition. I, yeah. I wasn't, it was going intravenously. I wasn't getting any food through my mouth. It was just through a tube that they put through my heart and it came out the side. So <laughs> um, just hung in a bag and that's what that was. So they gave me a central line and I honestly just know I was healed through faith and prayers and priesthood blessings that first time. And when I got better, they were like, okay, great, go home. And I had my central line for like six more months after that. I remember I would hook up at night at six o'clock watching Full House. <laughs> and then I would have that all night. And then I would unhook in the morning and go to school. After that first time of having my first flare up, I didn't even know what it was. And about a year later, my freshman year of high school, I had another flare up and I was back in the hospital, not as long, but I think they kind of caught on like, oh, this might be Crohn's. And so they started treating it like that with maintenance medication. And I had another, I actually had two more central lines because the first one got a bloodstream infection Mm. and then they took that out and put in a different one. So I have some scars from that (laughs) and that was that. So after those first initial two really bad flares, I haven't I, I've had a flare up usually every two years for a very long time, regardless of my maintenance medication, but they did have me on maintenance medication. One of them 
was acicol and it started eating away at my kidneys so they took me off of that and for a really long time I was on sulfasalazine and then about 20 20 years ago <laughs> I got put on Imuran and that has been super successful for me after that just minor flare-ups I I knew what I was looking for when I knew I was having a flare-up so they could treat it more effectively and quickly and they usually did that with a prednisone taper and that has been successful excellent thank you for sharing that I remember when you were in uh, junior high and some of your friends or our friends would say like I think she's faking it I think she just doesn't want to go to school but if there if there's anything you should know about Emily, she never wanted to miss I a day of school. I love school so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Another part of your journey was when you were expecting Clara. Do yes. you want to share anything yes. about that? Okay, yeah. So those first two major flare-ups that were when I was younger were really pretty traumatic. <laughs> and then I didn't have anything like that until after I got married and I wanted to have kids. And they told me that the Imuran that I was on was a Category C drug, which is not conducive for getting pregnant or having babies or breastfeeding because they just don't do studies on pregnant women so they didn't know and it was dangerous so they said how about you just go off your medicine and we'll see how it goes you've been healthy for so long <laughs> and so I did and my Crohn's just went out of control I had fistulas and abscesses I mean I remember them telling me the top of my large intestine was fused through a fistula to the bottom of my small intestine they were like I don't even know how this is physically possible like how did this even happen in your guts and i didn't have an answer for I didn't but I knew it hurt so bad I had so many problems because the maintenance medicine was really doing a good job and it just knocked everything out of control and so <clears throat> I do want to give a huge shout out to Dr. Pambianco in Charlottesville because I feel like he was a ministering angel and saved my life and also to my husband who was so patient for the first three years of our marriage where it was not easy and he was in medical school and I was so sick and I couldn't, I mean, I remember so many times I'd just be laying on the bed to say our our family prayers because I couldn't get out of bed. And we pretty much just spent our evenings. I was on the toilet and he was on the couch. But luckily our 500 foot square foot apartment was small. <laughs> we could both watch the TV. <laughs> I was on the toilet and we'd be like shouting out Jeopardy questions or watching Yankees games. <clears throat> anyway. He was so supportive and helpful. And one tender mercy that came from that is that on step two, which is a test in medical school that you have to take, and it's super stressful and super hard, he, there was a question about Crohn's, and he nailed it. Because <laughs> currently he was just, like, listing off all the things that I was doing for my treatment at the moment. And they were like, wow, you're very thorough and very good at that. So that was a tender mercy. Thankfully, they got it under control. And I was able to get pregnant. Unfortunately, I still had an abscess left over. So I was very sick for my whole first pregnancy and in and out of the hospital like three times or four times just with issues with that because it makes it tricky when you're pregnant to do abscess draining or medicine or things like that. And if I recall correctly, they wouldn't do a CT scan because they were worried about... Right. They couldn't quite figure out where the abscess was or what was going on. It was just really terrible. Because so, of the danger to the baby. Exactly. Exactly. And so I wasn't gaining weight. I was worried that what they were doing was going to damage Clara. And it just was a little bit of a stressful time. But it ended up being a, everything was fine. And she was born early, but totally healthy. And the medication, Imuran, that I was on 
they also didn't recommend breastfeeding, but breastfeeding was great. So they were like, I don't know, try it for a little bit. So I tried it for six months. She turned out healthy. So for my next baby, I did it for like nine months. And then the next one I did for a year. And so it, they've been very healthy and very blessed, even though I was on medication. Thank you for sharing that. So first, I want to know how you're feeling right now. I feel great. <laughs> okay, good. Awesome. Thanks for asking. And hope it stays that way. What have you learned to appreciate about your body and what would you say to someone else like to not take for granted okay that's a good question I'm so grateful for my body because for so many years I was in too much pain to do anything and just to be able to run and get up and move around and take care of my family it's such a huge blessing because thinking about how I felt and the things I was able to do when I have flare-ups it's just not very conducive to family life. Crohn's symptoms are weird. So almost every time I would have cankers in my mouth all over, just coating my whole mouth. We lovingly called it rot mouth. A stomach pain that was just almost like you're super nervous about something, kind of magnified times 10, like the twisting and pain. Other times I had arthritis so bad that I couldn't walk. Do you remember that? That mm. happened when I was in sixth grade. I couldn't, I taught downstairs and I just couldn't even make it down the stairs. I couldn't move any joints. It was very strange. And sometimes I'd have red spots all over my body and just weird autoimmune things that your body just starts doing. So that's one thing that I appreciate when you don't notice anything in your body. It's just mm. such a blessing. That's like you true. don't know, I never think about my stomach. Mm. Because it doesn't hurt, but when it's in pain, you think about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Or if you stub your toe, you know, and it's throbbing, you're like, oh, I'm thinking about my toe. But mm -hmm. just to be free from pain, to not mm -hmm. think about any part of your body except, mm -hmm. I'm so grateful I can yes. get up and run. And I had a doctor that told me that running can reduce the risk of colon cancer, which I'm at higher risk for. So you better believe I run <laughs> a lot. Yes. And it's a gift to be able to swim and bike and run. And I remember... When I got my first central line put in, they gave me a pneumothorax, popped my lung. So I had to have a chest tube put in. And that was probably the most painful thing I've ever had in my life. They jammed the steel rod through your ribs. And it hurt to blink. It hurt everything. It hurt to breathe. You couldn't breathe. It was very, very excruciatingly painful. And so I very vividly remember when they pulled that out. And I was 13. And I lifted up my arm. And it was just the best feeling because it didn't hurt at all. I was like, oh, just to move my arm. This is the best. I'm so happy. I'm never going to take that for granted. So I tried to be so thankful every day to Heavenly Father that I can get up, that I can move, that I can take care of my kids, that I can go above and beyond and do triathlons or go and just function normally. It's a tremendous blessing. That is so wonderful. I'm so happy that you're feeling so good. When you suffer or when you experience these kind of things in life, when your body is functioning as optimal, I think it's a time when you can learn a lot of like spiritual things or things about Heavenly Father or about Christ and His healing. Do you have anything that you would share about any any spiritual lessons that you've learned in this process or through this, these experiences? Absolutely. My dad gave me a priesthood blessing when I was sick initially, like when I was, I don't know, I got so many blessings. <laughs> And I learned a lot of things. In that one blessing that I can remember, he said that you would learn things through this illness that you wouldn't be able to learn in any other way and that you would come to know the Savior in a deeper way than you'd be able to in any other way. And that's just stuck with me and I found that to be true, that the things I learned helped me to draw closer to him. And it's blessed my whole entire life. Everything I've done after that kind of was founded or forged in that time when I was so little and Sometimes I look back at my little self and I'm so sad for her because <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, it was so painful and it was so hard. 
But I'm also really proud of myself as a 13-year-old to turn to the scriptures and to turn to the Lord and to know that he would, that that would bring me strength, you know, just reading the scriptures. I remember sitting and going to get a barium x-ray. I just was proud of myself for knowing that I could turn to the Lord and turn to the scriptures for help and strength. And just back in the hospital that first time. So our little brother is born three months premature. So he was in one wing of the hospital and I was in another wing of the hospital. And then they had the four kids at home. So I can only imagine the stress and the angst for a parent because it breaks your heart when your kids are sick. It just does. But I spent a lot of time alone in the hospital. And I remember just knowing that Heavenly Father was there comforting me through the spirit or through nurses or through friends that would stop by. And this quote by President Monson has really kind of encapsulated how I feel about that. But he said, God is indeed our father. He is personal and real. May we realize how close he is willing to come, how far he is willing to go to help us and how much he loves us. So I just remember, I just know that there have been so many times that I've been miraculously healed instantly when I was in so much pain that I couldn't sleep or breathe in miraculous ways. They've a priesthood blessing just made it go away so I could sleep or in ways that just you know people would stop by or build me up or help me or send cards or send letters I still have almost every one of them because it meant so much to me and also he just hears and answers our prayers and sometimes that looks different I've, I have studied healing a lot because I've wanted to be healed and I've prayed to be healed and I've been blessed to be healed, but it ha it hasn't gone away necessarily, but sometimes it was healed quickly and instantly when I needed it. And sometimes it's taken longer, but the things I've learned because it wasn't taken away have been so priceless and invaluable that it's okay. And I know that in the resurrection, my body will be whole, but it's a gift to have something that draws you to the savior that if you let it will strengthen you and help you, even though it's not taken away immediately, but he always, always helps when you ask him, and it always comes in the best way for you, if that makes sense. One time, Mike was interviewing, my husband's name is Mike, he was interviewing for residency programs, and I was in Charlottesville, pregnant with Clara and teaching, and he had given me a blessing before I left, because at that point, I had an abscess that just was the most excruciating thing ever. It just felt like someone was stabbing me with a knife over and over and over and over and over, just nonstop, and I couldn't breathe, I couldn't catch my breath, and it was just really painful, and I had to go to school every day, and I'd used all my sick days, like the first two weeks of school. <laughs> anyway, my mom had come out to help take care of me because Mike was going to be gone for a couple of days, and I was, like I said, I was very sick. And so my mom kept saying, you should get a priesthood blessing, you should get a priesthood blessing, and I kept telling her, I already got one right before I he left. I should just have more faith in that priesthood blessing. And I was trying to be faithful in what he had told me, and I didn't think I needed to have another one. I, I just didn't want to, I guess, be redundant. But all of a sudden, we got a call from my home teacher, who is now called Ministering Brothers. But he said, are you okay? Because my wife and I were just eating dinner, and <laughs> we heard a voice say, you need to go give Emily Deardoff a blessing. And they just stared at each other, and they are like, what on earth? It was so loud. And he said, I cannot ignore it because it was so loud. So I'm just wondering if you need help or if you need a blessing. And, of course, I was like, 
yes, I'm in so much pain. Can you please come over? So he got his companion and they came over and gave me a blessing and I could breathe. I could sleep. And the next day I went to the hospital or I went to the doctor and they admitted me to the hospital, but <laughs> I made it through the night. I couldn't, I couldn't have done it without Heavenly Father. And I feel like that was a moment to me where I knew that God wouldn't leave it to chance if you needed help. And if you needed his love, he would find a way to circumvent <laughs> your own, um, I mean, I don't feel like I was being prideful. I was trying to be faithful in what I'd already been given, but he wasn't even going to leave it to chance that I would ask for it. That, And I was so grateful that my home teacher was worthy to receive that message and willing to come and give me that blessing. So, That was a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. Crohn's is very unique in the way that it is so different for everybody. And I think that is one reason when I was younger, they couldn't quite figure out what was wrong with me because A children didn't get Crohn's very often. I think it was very uncommon back then, so it wasn't on their radar. B, it affects people so differently that it can be in different spots. It can show up in different ways. Some people end up having their intestines removed in hopes that that will help, even though sometimes it can jump around. Like if you have a section removed, it can come back somewhere else. So I've been blessed that they didn't go that route in the first place, but medications are different for everybody. I've been on medication that didn't work for me but has helped other people and just because 150 milligrams of Imuran every day helps me doesn't mean that if someone else took that that it would be a cure-all for them. My heart does go out to people who have Crohn's because sometimes it just cannot be managed effectively and they're always on steroids and they're always at the hospital but I do know that God will be with you when you're struggling and that there's beauty and joy that can be had even while you're suffering and to recognize the people that are your ministering angels in life and that you just get a front row seat to miracles or the ways that he helps you, even though it's hard, it can still be a tremendous blessing to you in your life. And there will be hope at the end of the treatment someday. You know, you'll have peace and health. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, we're very thankful to her for sharing her experience and her journey with Crohn's and for sharing those insightful comments and uh, your spiritual insights. And we're very happy to have you on our show. Thanks so much. It was such a pleasure. <laughs>